welcome to episode 51 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV show, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it or read it or however it needs to be absorbed. We absorb it into ourselves and then we come back here and we talk about it with each other. Hell yeah. My, my name is Melissa Wilkinson and I am joined as always by Kyle Springer. Kyle, how has your week been? My week has been good. I just hit the wrong button on accident on a, the little stream thing, so our spoiler alert thing started to oh, pop oh. up. But I was like, oh, no, jo- enough of that. <laughs> you uh, have to learn about how Kyle's other weeks have been before you learn about how this week goes. Otherwise, you're going to be so confused. My, my week has been good. Yesterday, we had kind of like a cookout barbecue thing <gasps> for my roommate because uh, nice. it was his birthday and we had everything from yahtzee to cornhole to drinking jenga we made like <gasps> bigger pieces of jenga and certain ones had like drinking rules to take a, dr- <sighs> a, dr- a, dr- a drink or give someone else a drink or you know where everyone drinks uh, and so we did that and that was a lot of fun that does it sound fantastic. fun so i'm in a good mood, thankfully, I'm not hungover or yeah. anything <laughs> that, like that. That, that would have been also dangerous. Would have been bad. I was like, I have the podcast in the morning. I can't overdo it. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. How about yourself? Ah, uh, I had a good day yesterday. I just went and played with my two-year-old niece. So we had very different days, but they were both good. <laughs> you played a regular Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> We she made me read five storybooks before we put her down for a nap. Well, that's so. That's she's a good haul. She, she's really the boss. It was only supposed to be one. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, well, what are we talking about this week, Melissa? This week we watched Pen Fifteen. This is a new show on Hulu. This is a comedy from Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle, where they play their thirteen-year-old selves growing up in the year two thousand. So it's these two adult actresses surrounded by real, like thirteen-year-olds. Yeah, uh, I had heard a lot about this show. It has a really good premise. Yeah, uh, and one of the ways I heard it described was like this is the live action version of um, Big Mouth on mm-hmm. Netflix, uh, which Big Mouth is a cartoon. It's k- kind of the same thing. They're in middle school, high school, and they're like first discovering puberty and mm-hmm. what it's like to do all of that stuff. And so it's 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 a lot of the same in this show. Yeah. It fits into the wider world of coming of age stories, but it feels like something really personal and really special. And I I enjoyed this one a lot. What did you think of it? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't a big fan, actually. (laughs) I I knew we were going to come to this with very different perspectives. Like, oh, boy, this is such a girly show. I don't know what Kyle's going to think about it. I I don't mind it being girly. It's it's it's. I mean, I don't even feel like it was overly girly, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I just, I I, th- I think it was a lot like One Punch Man for me. It has a really <laughs> good joke. It has a really good gag. And it just kind of overstayed its welcome. But we'll get more into that once we dive into spoilers and stuff like that. Uh 
synopsis-wise, it's kind of, I mean, we, we already kind of mentioned, yeah. I, I guess we can maybe mention one or two things that happens in the show just to give mm-hmm. people a taste. Um, but I think you mentioned it takes place early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is it why is you, you have year your, 2000. your pigtails yeah, on I right now. I tried to dress how, like, I would have... And an outfit little me would have thought was cool at this time. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's bring some pigtails back. Let's get my stretchy choker necklace. Let's get stripes, because this show is covered with striped shirts. Yep. <laughs> let me let me get into that mindset again. Yeah, so it's it's the... The show starts out, it's the first day of 7th grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, Maya and Anna are best friends who have vowed to do everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, their their first kiss, they'll all be doing it at the same time. Yeah, uh, like just just stupid stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, which is a hundred percent what I can see little seventh grade girls doing. Like, oh my god, we need to do everything together. Yes. Um, and they they go from class to class, just kind of experiencing life and learning what the internet is, and yeah. discovering <laughs> boys and porn and drugs and all <laughs> sorts of stuff. So yeah, there's like the we're going to a party where I might get to make out with a boy episode. There's the aim episode. Yeah. There's we found a AOL cigarette episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 good stuff. Like mm-hmm. despite me not really liking it, I think it's well made. Yeah, and it's it's very sweet. Yeah. Definitely. A uh, little bit of housekeeping for yeah, you. You may have seen it on the tweet that I posted when we were going live. Um, this is the last episode of the review show that we will be live streaming to the public. The show is not ending. We're still going to be here, still making mm-hmm. this show. Uh, if you listen on the f- furry feeds as a podcast or on YouTube, it'll still be out every Wednesday. Uh, however, if you want to get episodes early, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you mm-hmm. can do that. And for a single book, you can get episodes early and it used to be that you could live stream this with us every sunday uh at noon and we would be here live for anyone who could make it but because this is kind of a book club style show doesn't really make for great live streamed content um so we are adding the live stream of this show to Mm -hmm. the one dollar patreon so we will still be live streaming it we might have to work a few kinks out still because uh, i think we'll be switching over to youtube for that so we can do Mm. some private live streams and stuff like that but we'll we'll figure it out we'll let you guys know and uh if you guys want to join in and be part of the conversation that would be fantastic patreon.com slash the whatnots for a single buck Mm -hmm. that would be awesome uh last week on the show, we also covered Umbrella Academy season yes. one, the new hit show on Netflix based off mm-hmm. of the comic by Gerard Way. So go check that out. It's on uh, anywhere you get your podcast, as well as on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can watch it. You can listen to it. Yeah, the two kinds. Yeah, 
You you can do <laughs> both. You you can go to a library and download the episode multiple times on all of the computers. That would be fantastic. It would help our numbers. <laughs> Uh, that, I think, is all the housekeeping I have for now. Uh, and we'll, we'll have a little, little bit more at the end of the, the mm-hmm. show when we wrap things up. But let's get on to spoilers yeah. for Pen15. Uh, there we go. Spoiler alert. Now I hit the right button. <laughs> Good. Time. Yeah. Uh, so if you have not watched this show or we're planning on it, go watch it. Now uh, we will uh, be – this podcast will be here. I don't know if I will be here in this same <laughs> seat whenever you're ready to watch this. But the podcast will be available uh, for you guys to come back to and join in on the discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, let's dive in. Let's yeah. dive into Pen15. Guys, if you didn't know, I'm about to blow your mind. Pen15 spells penis, okay? <laughs> Just putting that out there. <laughs> we just want to prevent anybody else from having a Department H scenario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I, I do have to oh. make uh, a, a c- correction mm. myself. Let me make sure I, I get this name right. Um... I last week on our episodes mm-hmm. episode. Um there we go. I I made a a I made I made a fool of myself in something I said and didn't like I wouldn't have realized it until I listened to another podcast and they mentioned it and I was like uh-huh. that's why God damn it. So what? I made the comparison to the character of Klaus uh, mm-hmm. in the show to a oh, character yes. in Misfits who I thought was very, very similar. That's because I'm an idiot and it's literally the same actor. <laughs> I was like, man, they sure look a lot alike. They sure <laughs> act a lot alike. That really reminds me of this other guy. And it happens to be uh, Robert Sheehan is the actor's name. And they mentioned that, that he was also in Misfits. And like immediately when they had that, I was like, oh, my God, I'm an idiot. (laughs) But anyways, that is my official correction. (laughs) They are not different people. They are, in fact, one in the same. (laughs) There you go. Okay, now that this important news item has been out of the way. Yes. What do you want to start with? What? Okay, what did you like most about this show? I so I I I like the gag that they they have. That the whole conception of the idea of like, hey, it's middle school. Mm-hmm. And all of the other actors are in middle school, except for us. We're going to yeah. be our, like, 30-year-old selves. I don't know how mm-hmm. old they are. I, but th- I think they are, like, 30, 31. Something around like that, there. yeah. And it's like, we're, we're going to be our normal age, just acting the part. Yes. Which kind of, it, it, it both plays on the, like, the old-school Hollywood trope of like hey here's the 30 year old playing the 15 year old you know Mm -hmm. it's just like that guy 
you can tell he shaves every day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that's the, the, the there might be that one guy in middle school who has the really thick mustache and you don't mm-hmm. know why, but yeah. it, like that that's that's not what you see and it like so it kind of plays on that um which is why it's really funny <coughs> excuse me i have something caught in my throat um oh. and i i really like that g- gag but t- to me i think it 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 works best in short bursts if that makes sense okay i, I see that i really liked a lot of the like cold open opening stingers mm-hmm. or the like end c- credits mm-hmm. scenes that they would do because it's just a real quick 30 second to a minute and a half gag and it's like that was great i loved that mm-hmm. and then the 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 opening like theme song they have is fantastic um and it, it, it gets into the rest of the show and it just keeps going with this stuff and i'm just like okay that's all right i I, I guess we're still doing this one same gag well the what i like about it is that it goes beyond being a gag it's not like they design the show like oh let's tell a coming of age story but let's put adult actors in the two lead roles let's cast them like it's it's these two women who wrote and created the entire thing and they are playing themselves exactly yeah. And so there's all it's so personal. It's not just I, I it's funny. I think it is definitely is funny, but there's such an emotional layer behind that that I didn't get tired of. Like I I like to just watch the show and think about just those two women having so much fun being nostalgic and like, you know, fake play fighting each other and doing those silly dances and everything. Yeah. Oh, it really charmed me all the way through. Like it's 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 a fun show. Despite me thinking the gag like overstayed its welcome, and also me saying like the gag or something like yeah. that, like I feel like almost belittles it. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 actually like it's the actual idea of the show. Um, and it's it's weird because going into this, I thought it was gonna be more of a comedy. So mm-hmm. it was a little bit less funny than I expected, which might have been just like, oh, I, I, I heard, you know, nothing yeah. but good things. And so maybe it was a little overhyped for mm-hmm. me. Who knows? Uh, but what I was not expecting that I actually really liked uh, were the more dramatic episodes. Like the the whole idea of them kind of really learning about what racism is for the oh, first yeah. t- time and having to deal with that. Like it's it's a much more serious topic than like, yeah. Oh my god, Nick called me. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> you the know? last handful of episodes, like the jokes decrease just because the characters are getting to a much more <laughs> emotional place. Like I think the end of the second to last episode, there's like a solid five or six minutes with no jokes in it yeah and it's kind of fantastic and that like the the writing in those moments are really really good because i i mm-hmm. don't think you see like i obviously this show is not meant for younger kids as it's mm-hmm. like tv m m a yeah um but like that being said there's not a lot of shows that look like that or 
appear to be aimed at maybe a more younger audience that are are kind of dealing with those topics in that way if Mm -hmm. that makes sense like i i i like you'll see shows deal with racism and stuff like that but not in the way that like this is these kids first time not necessarily hearing the word but like actually putting some critical thought behind it yeah like what does this actually mean what does this Mm -hmm. mean for me what does this mean at my age you Mm -hmm. you know um and them coming into contact with adults who are experienced is not the right word but just like they've been around longer they've dealt with it yeah like some of the adults are a little bad jaded like the principal that one uh mean older teacher who i really she shows up very sporadically just for a little bit but i really liked her from by the way i don't i don't think she's from anything i kept looking at all of these supporting actors trying to figure out if i recognized anybody and i didn't uh except for uh al borland as maya's dad he's a real treat yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh Some of the adults in their lives are a little bit jaded, not in like a pessimistic, cynical way, but just in a, okay, okay, kids, sit down. Like, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Just keep going about your day. Like, don't, don't make a fuss over this. Yeah. Like, maybe they're not jaded. They're just tired. The adults in this world are tired. Yeah. I mean, they're dealing with middle school teenagers Mm -hmm. who, you know are starting to be all over the place and rebellious and mm-hmm. a, lo- a lot of that stuff is very formative but at the mm-hmm. same t- t- time a lot of it can be fads instead of mm-hmm. like the phases and yeah like it's it's one of those things like i look back at m- myself in middle school and i'm like thank god i am not that person oh, anymore yeah. <laughs> That, like, I don't like the way I looked, I don't like the way I dressed, I don't like the way I thought, the yeah. music I listened to, I didn't like anything. But there Every- are certain things that do stick with you, though. Yes. Of, like, this actually wasn't a phase. Like, this was me discovering who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, yeah, like, I'm wondering if parents, or, like, the parents in the, his show kind of have that jaded aspect to them just because it's like, uh, okay... They're a teenager now. This is going to happen, you know. <laughs> yep. Let's just buckle down and get through this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find out if I can see who, who that teacher was. Because I feel like I recognized her from something. She looks like I don't. so many other old teachers. And I like that she wasn't exactly that classic super mean old teacher. She's just like done with the kids she's like really this is what you're up to okay i have to punish you i guess like she's just exhausted more than she is like i don't belligerent to them which is like a lot of stuff in this show it's just like one or two shades off Mm -hmm. of very classic like coming of age middle school growing up stories and so everything feels very familiar but still very fresh yeah so i'm Looking at uh, her IMDb page, the actress's name is Jill Basie, uh, and she's been in things like Dexter, How I Met Your Mother, uh, Will and Grace, 
I, I I don't know how prominent any of these r- r- roles are, <laughs> but like uh, how to get away with murder. Who knows? You know, like she's in a bunch of stuff, but it looks like stuff that I don't know. Hmm. She might just be one of those, hey, it's them kind of character actors. Yeah. Might be something like that. <laughs> Who knows? And horrible bosses, too. And also in, in that one. Illustrious. Yeah. <laughs> a- a- anyways. Um, yeah. So, like, I, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like I kind of wanted... I don't I don't know exactly what I wanted with this show cuz I I like the idea like I I feel like it works best as skits. Okay, and and, I can see and that. then let's like hey, here's this opening stinger, here's this cold open or here's this skit we made that we'll put at the end of the show and then maybe a show like I, I don't know why but my mind keeps go going to like not a talk show that makes it sound boring but some show where they like are a, like, like a variety show or something or maybe yeah just like where they are exploring these topics i just don't know if i liked okay. it in this manner if, okay. if that made sense who knows um but yeah like i like the whole idea of in a whole a- episode based around uh making in in AOL instant messenger account and like discovering it for the first time and be like but wait I need to see if he's 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 online or tell her that I'm that I'm here too it's like oh Kyle says hi you know and like all of the the away message sounds and the you know like all of that stuff it's perfect and like I I I feel like even just that whole, I like that that the opening stinger in that one was them signing online, and it's them waiting, yes. just like it's like okay. silent, and it's, it's it's just the sounds of dial up. It's the the dial up sounds, and it's great. I love yes. it because even just that, like that one moment, mm-hmm. brought back all of those memories already mm-hmm. for me. And so I I I guess yeah, like that's why I'm like okay. I already have all of these memories like that one thing you did already brought it back and then they're they're being like okay well there's the away messages and there's the sounds and there's the joining a chat room for the first time and like joining ones you probably shouldn't be in you know (laughs) and stuff like that and it's like oh I met someone we're talking what do I do you know (laughs) like all of those memories already had come back and so this it just seemed like extra mm-hmm. um not that the waiting for the dial up to finish dialing up was the best one they could have done because each of them is like oh it's great to be like what chat room should we go in you know mm-hmm. and they're like how about hot single couples in our area you know <laughs> hotties of franklin county (laughs) (laughs) yeah like each 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 moment could have been its own skit Mm -hmm. that makes sense no no i definitely see what you're talking about i the sitcom format like really worked for me because i love the emotional arc of it Mm -hmm. because it's so 
like I said, it's so personal. It's so honest. This is a, 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 a Everyone's parents get divorced when she was in middle school, the way Anna Cohn's parents are divorced. But it feels like very honest and very raw. And I like that storyline a lot in that it's, there's plenty of stories of like young kids whose parents get divorced, but she could like see it coming and she's very sad, but she's not necessarily like shocked by it. She's like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Oh, like I love the emotional parts of it. And I love all the little side characters. The supporting characters in the show are fantastic. And I feel like this is all stuff we would lose if it was more like gag based skits as part of a larger program. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 had like I I kind of almost wish it was more on the dr- dramatic hmm. side. If if I was gonna say if that makes sense, I keep saying if that makes sense. No, that, I that's believe like one I, of the I will stop you if something that, doesn't make sense, Kyle. It's not that I'm I'm like well maybe she doesn't think that it makes sense. It's more of just like <laughs> I've said that like six times on the podcast. People must hate me by now. <laughs> god damn it kyle it makes sense just move on um but yeah like they 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 do the drama so well uh mm-hmm. and like ha- like having the supporting cast uh like because usually younger actors are hit or miss mm-hmm. and they did fantastically yeah i love all the performances in this show <laughs> <laughs> who was um the guy that ended up being fly miami oh sam sam is great what else has he been in because i i feel like i recognized him as well yeah i don't know if he's been in other things or if he just has some sort of a classic child actor look to him i don't know he was he was great i love the mean girl becca yeah he's only been in one thing holy cow huh I feel like I've seen him from somewhere else. Oh, well. Mm. I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe a commercial or something. Who knows? I, yeah, I, I feel loved... like IMDb would even have commercials. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't get that deep into it. I just use I it know. for, hey, what year did this come out? How many episodes <laughs> is this TV show? Yeah. What's the release date for Shazam again? It's next <laughs> week. Yeah. Um, did, 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 did you have a favorite side character? I really liked Sam and his two friends. Like, I think Gabe is the, the one kid out of the two friends that does the most talking. He was Mm -hmm. so charming every time he showed up. He probably has like, I don't know, eight lines out of the entire 10 episodes. Some of the funniest lines. But they're all killers. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. And he's like... He says it in such a deadpan, just like, yes. this is normal. Come on, guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> This show did such a great job of making everything feel so heightened because everything is the most important thing in the world to these kids, but also so grounded, so believable. Yeah. I like the world of this middle school that they created. I like that their mascot is somehow the yam and it's like not quite prevalent enough to be a joke. Like it's not a joke. It's just like weird background set dressing. 
and you mm-hmm. absolutely believe, oh, sure, like, I guess some school out there would have a weird mascot like a yam. There's all <laughs> kinds of weird mascots out there. Yep. Like, we, we had the uh, the hornet statue with the, oh, yeah. with the, big, with the big, big old stinger. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's 100% believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't say this isn't believable, but the I was continually surprised at like how mature things got. Maybe I was just a big old square when I was 13, but the fact that they're like, yeah, we're going to huff this can of computer cleaner pressurized air. I'm like, what are you doing? You're talking about fingering this young? Is this what kids did? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they did. <laughs> I'm what, glad what we video did. games got more prevalent so the kids could spend their time on that and not huffing a can of air. Thank Stay you, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it's safer for you. <sighs> yeah, like that. That I so I I I feel like in my head I wanted to keep comparing this to Napoleon Dynamite. It does have that feel in that it's it's got jokes, but it's just the sort of level of mundane quirkiness that is really keeping you engaged and entertained. There's, the, I I think the big difference mm. between them though is that Napoleon Dynamite leans into the really awkward, really yes. weird, whereas yes. this it has glimpses of that of like okay that guy's being really awkward, but then it just kind of moves on like mm. your day in middle school does you know you'll mm-hmm. go from it's the best day ever to this is the worst day ever you know. Yeah, and I feel back like again. Napoleon Dynamite, I don't know, I feel like Napoleon Dynamite is not supposed to be the kid you were, it was like the kid you saw around, who you were vaguely acquainted with, and it's like, that's what he's like when he goes home. Anna and Maya are supposed to be you, like they're supposed to be more relatable instead of observational, if that tracks. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. You should have just said if that makes sense. But that, that way I wouldn't be the one saying it. <laughs> what in this show did you relate to the most? Like, yes, I remember doing that exactly when I was that age or in this year because we are a couple um, years younger than them. I think I've I've been in situations where it's like the awkward you're at your friend's house and they're like getting in a fight with the parents or you or something. And it's oh, just like, yeah. I, what do I do? Like, do yeah. I just sit here and watch? Do I leave? Do I, what? Like, yeah. I don't, I, yeah. I don't know. I like, oh. I've had that happen. I think the, uh, the instant messenger episode was really relatable of i mean you still kind of do a lot of those things nowadays mm-hmm. it's just in a different <clears throat> form um mm-hmm. but that was like relatable in the sense of like oh yeah like i remember making my screen name i remember having to wait you know for it to get on online i remember all of this i remember having to get those like aol discs yes. from target you know that had the like six months of AOL on, mm-hmm. on it, um, and 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 yeah, just the idea of like that's what we would do. Like I would go spend the night at a at a friend's mm-hmm. house, and like that Saturday when we woke up, we'd spend the first like four hours 
on instant messenger oh. just talking to people and messing with them and stuff like that um and like conversations were never about anything mm-hmm. like it was just the stupidest stuff and it was just like that that's what we did that's that's that was the most relatable stuff me because i i didn't have siblings so the whole thing Mm. like oh can you go beat them up for me like i i never had that um i think even seeing the cafeteria just like oh you're gonna go sit with the popular girls now okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they they have all all of their clicks which they didn't really get into too much but they were there i think they got into it enough yeah well so i guess i don't know what it's like from a girl's perspective Mm. um which i like i i know that there was the like there's the popular girls Mm -hmm. there's the nerdy girls there's the you know this type and that type Mm -hmm. but like i i i yeah, like it's it's one of those things you said they got into it, but I don't ever felt like it was a topic of an episode. Yeah, which is kind of what I would expect from this show. Yeah, it's kind of nice that they put in a little bit of what you know, but it's not exactly what you expect. Like I was saying, it's everything's like just a couple shades off of very classic standard cookie cutter. This is how you tell a school story for a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. it's like there's you can see that there are clicks kind of but they don't like narrate all of them to you like it's mean girls yeah mm-hmm. mean girls is also a good <laughs> good uh <laughs> comparison with with this show mm-hmm. um yeah like i i i'm if if they get a season two i i don't know if they've confirmed i'd hope so i i really would like to see where the rest of this show goes one thing that was on my wish list for this show was a mall episode yes because that was what was the center of my life when i was that age i loved to go to the mall and they they mentioned the band bewitched but also a concert episode like going to their first concert together or something would be a great one yeah um Uh, i i forget what i was about to say before that oh but about the mall oh well that's what i wanted to see and as i watched the show i'm like of course i can't do a mall episode because it would have to be a mall of 2000 and that's so much like set redressing and like you have to block out an entire mall and change everything. Like they I get that build that some is sets. Uh, they're not going to build a set. They're going to go to a mall mall. And like, I understand that that's too high of a production cost maybe. So I hope this is done well. And I hope they get a season two with a little bit bigger budget and I can just get a mall episode. I don't know though. Cause they like other Hulu exclusive shows have done like time period pieces mm. and stuff like that like all of 11 3 mm-hmm. is back in the 60s you know right before for the kennedy assassination so like i i feel like they could do it if they want to but then it's i i don't know if it's a measure of like 
hey, that was only a limited series. This mm-hmm. is more of a sitcom. Yeah. Kind of thing. Who knows? Maybe they're like, oh, we'd have to get a Sam Goody in there. How do we license out Sam Goody, the dead CD store? Who owns Sam Goody anymore? Yeah. I, I mean, I w- they could probably get away with it by not exactly showing it, but just like no, being inside be that type of store. Like they had AIM. They didn't have like awesome instant messaging. It was AIM. But So AOL is still around. Mm. Instant Messenger is not... Though they may have filmed that before it went away. Because that was only like last year that they were like, all right, we're finally shutting it down. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, I don't know how long ago they filmed that. It could have been a year ago right before it shut down. So who knows? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Uh, Yeah, I I wanted a mall. I wanted a mall. Just for the nostalgia's sake. Of let's go into the Sam Goody, let's go into the Sun Coast, the Walden books, all of those. Yeah. But also, oh, just imagine them tracking other kids they know at the mall or like running into somebody or like trying to lose somebody. They're like, oh, it's that guy. He's so annoying. Let's lose him in the Dillards or something like that. Yeah. A mall excites me and I wanted it. And that's some of my primary like middle school and high school memories are mall based but i also really liked the second last episode the sleepover episode yeah and how you just become ingrained into a family if you're there long enough and just the feeling of sitting down at a family's dinner table and eating a dinner with them because that's something you completely lose once you get older because your friends don't live with their parents anymore I don't remember the last time I sat down with my friends and their parents at their home dinner table, <laughs> and I kind of miss it. I kind I miss like you can host a dinner party or something. Oh, but be like, uh, there's something. There's something about like that nice, pleasant, amicable small talk with parents you have mm-hmm. when you're growing up that I weirdly miss. Like the episode where. Um, Oh, the episode where Maya gets really into masturbating and she lies to Anna about it. She's like, oh, I can't hang out with you. I'm going to go study at Sam's. And so Anna tries to go to Sam's to find her. And she's just <laughs> talking with Sam's parents. I I, I really love that because I would be that kid that's like, why, hello, you have a lovely home. Let's sit and chat for a little bit. That's something you completely lose when you get older. And I liked seeing that preserved also, this timeless thing. It has existed for decades. It will exist for decades more of kids just trying to make mature, pleasant, small talk with their friends' parents. It 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 was so like the, that scene to me was so awkward because she finds out pretty fast that uh, yeah. Maya's not there, yeah. and it's it instead of being like, all right, well, Sam's in his room. You can go say you know hi to them. Mm-hmm. She just like it's like okay, well, I'm just gonna stay here. Not yeah. like I, I don't need to talk to Sam. Yeah, like, and it's, like she just needs something and comforting. The parents don't really know. Like you can tell they don't really know what to do. Yeah, the, the 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 mom knows. Okay, she's just been lied to. Let me at least get her a snack, you know, and yeah, be nice. But then eventually the dad is there, and you can tell that they just have no idea. Like, how do we tell you that? Like, you need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> like. Like, we can't really do anything else for you. 
So yeah, it was it was so awkward. And then she finally walks walks in on them, and they're like watching HBO, and it's all fuzzy. One blurry boob. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, you perverts! (laughs) Do you have an instance of watching a movie like way more mature than you, and like feeling glad that you're like, yeah, I snuck it in, or you're like, oh our parents are going to let us watch this. Or like your buddies, like Justin's parents are going to let us watch this. Yeah. There might be a boob in it. <laughs> there might be a boob. Um, not really. I, I, I grew up really religious. Uh, mm, and that was, right. that was kind of both ingrained in, in me. And like, I was also like active in it. It wasn't just like, well, I'm here because my parents made me, uh-huh. Thing. Like I actually en- enjoyed it back in the mm-hmm. day. I don't now, um, but <laughs> but yeah, like I I I don't really have that. But yes, I uh, like on the other hand, like I I remember like being up late at night and having a TV in my room, and like if I go to HBO, they're running the the infomercials for Girls Gone Wild, and I was just like, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll see something. <laughs> yeah, maybe they will forget to edit these frames yeah. out of the commercial they air three times a night and have been doing so for months. It'd be for maybe like half an hour, just the same, like, five-minute infomercial over and over and over <laughs> again. And every now and again, it would get clearer, and it's just like, this is, this is so dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh i i think that was like the the closest to that kind of mm-hmm. experience uh i had because i i i was n- i'm not a horror movie fan so i don't like that type of stuff mm-hmm. um also i like i i felt like I still am into like anime and comics and stuff yeah. like that. So it was always just like, nah, I'm fine with like Dragon Ball Z and, and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, <laughs> I'm totally co- 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 cool with that. Street mm-hmm. Sharks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is the age where like adult things are almost a burden to you. I remember for my. <laughs> I. Was I 10? I was like 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there. In my birthday, it was my birthday, and my mom took me to the Sam Goody at the mall mm-hmm. and let me buy an anime tape. So I bought a Tenshi movie because I really liked, like, the, yeah, like the Tenshi Muyo, Tenshi Universe, whatever was airing on Toonami at the time. And I got it home and I'm watching it and I realized that mom and I both completely glossed over the fact that there's like a 16 and up sticker on this vhs box and like there was boobs in the movie and i'm like what they what a, edited well, now it for what tv do do yeah there's so I, I remember like well i still want to know how this movie goes i guess i will have to just wake up at like 1 a.m when my watch parents it. are asleep and i will just have that's the only time i can watch this movie like it, it wasn't exciting it wasn't like oh yeah a, an adult movie i'm like well, well now when do i watch this thing now i have to hide it great <laughs> yeah that was like that was also an experience like realizing that Mm -hmm. the the anime i'm watching on tv is often edited Mm -hmm. not only for america but for tv so it often gets like a double whammy and Mm -hmm. then yeah like 
somehow finding the original online or buying a VHS of it. It's like, oh, I've seen seen this one on TV. And you watch it and it's like, whoa, that is not what they said there before. (laughs) It's like, oh my god, that's there. She is topless now. Okay. There there you go. (laughs) Anime titties. This still happens to me now as an adult where I will hear a, a version of a song that I did not realize had been radio edited. And I'm like, well, what's this version with curse words in it now? <laughs> Why are they saying, oh, shit? I thought they said, oh, snap. What happened to oh, snap? I liked it better. No one says, oh, snap in a song, Melissa. They don't see they, they don't say things like ding dang and <laughs> <laughs> Except for if you're that that witch doctor song. (laughs) (laughs) Bing bang, what a what a bing bang. (laughs) Um, let's see. So let's let's talk a little bit more about the idea of them being older in this show and what that does, uh, kind of dramatically. You think that that helps out with, um. Like you, you mentioned this show felt very authentic mm-hmm. because the creators are playing themselves, mm-hmm. right? Um, d- like, did 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 you feel like that that added to the, I I, I guess the depth of the show, or did did it make it funnier for you that it 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 was like it was like oh it's out of place, but it's it's meant to be out of place if that makes sense because it yeah, like I... for those kids like mm-hmm. they're kind of acting like what they do in a normal mm-hmm. life and then with the main characters it's them remembering yeah. what they did so there is this disconnect mm-hmm. kind of between the two groups of characters mm-hmm. so to speak oh i liked it i think it did make it funnier just because you know there's like a different kind of joy involved in making it. It's not just like we're little kids and we're not little little kids. They're thirteen. It's like, oh, we're we're making up a dance versus we are thirty years old remembering what it was yeah. like to be thirteen and we're gonna do the dance we would have thought was cool when we were thirteen. I like it on the comedy level and I like it on the emotional level. Like the scene in the second to last episode where it's Maya and her mom and that actress is her real mom. Yeah. And, and her mom saying like you will always be my little girl. And it's true. Like we're seeing it playing out in real life here. There's a mom and her real daughter who is playing herself at a younger age. That's incredible. I've never seen anything like that in any other movie or show or anything. And I think it's something really special. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's neat to see those little touches Mm -hmm. of, of, Oh, that is actually her real mom. Uh, and then there's that one end credit scene where she turns into an owl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did like this. Sometimes the show would get really absurd, but just in these tiny little sprinklings that were perfect. I did not want more of that. They gave you exactly enough. Like the whole episode with OG Chan, like the ghost of Maya's grandfather floating around and watching her. Or the AIM episode where they're looking at, like, Brendan's Away message, which is, like, the lyrics to a Sugar Ray song. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, his floating head appears on screen reading them. 
Like, they only use that effect once, and it's used perfectly, and then they don't use it again. Like, they put in really weird things exactly the right amount, I think. Yeah, the, the, it, it was often the end credits scenes where mm-hmm. they got, like, extra layered, <laughs> yeah. or just like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, this thing happened? Like, wouldn't it be funny if my mom turned into that weird owl yes. that was staring at me that I don't know if was real or fake, you know? Uh, and and then yeah, the like ghost of uh, 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 OG Chan, and it's the the scene with the b- brother, and he's now down downloading porn, and you just see him in the back, like nice. <laughs> <laughs> it like it's it's really really funny in those moments. Um, yeah, like I I I I feel like. There was, like, I, I, I feel like this show has a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, that I, I, I would like to see them explore because, also with, like, I, I kind of want to see them explore different styles of filming and styles of making the show. Oh, yeah. Like it's still, it's still the 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 the, the same like I that the creators are playing themselves as if they were 13 years old or like what they remember themselves to be um and maybe it's a more serious episode maybe it's not and it's just their typical one but there were also like 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 different tv shows that they could pull influence from Buffy Mm -hmm. the Vampire Slayer X-Files you know Mm -hmm. like what if they did something like that yeah and like like what what if they, because I'm maybe you did the thing, but we would always discuss like the weird urban legends in oh, our town. Yeah. Like, oh my god, have you heard of the Bunny Man? You know, and it's, <laughs> it's like he lives out by this thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, and like, what if they did that in the show, but kind of filmed it as if it was an X Files episode? Yeah, something like that would be neat. I they do some um home video sort of style mm-hmm. footage in the Which last I really episode liked that. where everybody's getting ready for the dance. I'd like to see a whole episode that is like, like a, a whole home video movie. or like the girls are trying to make a movie. Yeah. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Cause I, 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 I did that too. We would be like, all right, let's get like five of our friends and let's just make a movie. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we would do some like weird movie starring Shaquille O'Neal and you know some some stupid thing like that and we'd have lightsabers and we'd fight and stuff like that and mm-hmm. that like yeah something like that would be neat to mm-hmm. see them do a whole a- episode that was shot on film in those yeah. older cameras yeah on, like, on a cam quarter in like mm-hmm. 360p (laughs) what i this might be me being a big square but what i remember most from being like 13 years old is how into something i would get Mm -hmm. like i wasn't a gossipy kid i didn't really have crushes or anything like that so i'd Uh like to see an episode i'd Uh like to see an uh, fine what are we gonna do I wasn't really to the degree to which I was a nerd. Like you take the amount of time I'm thinking about any cute boy at school. And then you take the amount of time. I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen on lost this week. That's way higher. Like just (laughs) how much of a fan you can get of something when you're that age. 
mm-hmm. I'd like to see an episode that's like really focused on them getting absolutely into like a band or a movie or a TV yeah. show or something like that. Cause that's what really defines that age in my life for me. Looking yeah. back, it's not like that's when I had my first kiss. It's like, I remember I went to a midnight showing of a movie. I was really excited to go see. And yeah. it was like a cool, mature thing. Like I am going to a midnight movie, but also like see in sync in concert for the first yeah. time. And I sat in the nose bullies and it was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Yes. I like fandom is so strong in you when you're that age. And I'd like to see an episode more about that beyond just like, let's see if we can get tickets for the bewitched concert. Like I want to see them go. I want to see them watch a movie eight times in like a week or something yeah. like that. Watch some Lindsay L- Lohan movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they, they had a lot of references to bands and stuff like that yeah um, like like the, of course there's pictures of like justin timberlake and mm-hmm. stuff like that all on their walls um but yeah i i feel like music in this show besides the one like part of that episode that was about bewitched yeah there wasn't much of a music influence on this or, or, or at, at least from what i gathered which i feel like is a big like glaring omission of like I, there's no mention of 98 degre- degrees in, in here you know it's there it's it it's not super prevalent like there's like posters it's in, in the, the back background and their lockers like the songs they're playing like at the dance are really perfect yeah Oh, Melissa, you are getting I'm concerned about making it seem too much. I was going to say you were am getting roboty, but you're back now. I fixed it. Mm-hmm. That's how good I am. I'm getting better at this. <laughs> uh, maybe they were afraid of falling too much into just like leaning on nostalgia too much. Like, of course, people are going to like it. You know, we, we played that song. Isn't that what the show is, though? Them it's, playing on their nostalgia of being that age? I think it's a different kind. Like there's, hey, look, we lined up all of these old bands and old fashions and old movies you loved when that you were that age. And also remember those feelings, those deep, specific, internal feelings of being lonely or feeling left out or wanting mm-hmm. to be more mature. It's leaning on that. Well, it's not leaning on it. It is embodying that nostalgia very strongly with uh, just a, a sprinkling of that more specific branded material nostalgia. And I I was just talking about how much I want to see them go to the mall. I, I need that kind of mis- material nostalgia. But I get that that's something you have to do very carefully. Yeah. it. I mean, it can also be something like music licensing maybe they didn't yeah. have the money to get the songs from in sync that they really mm-hmm. wanted and also to do an a- episode where they like go to an in sync or backstreet boys concert some of those guys aren't in dance and shape these days you know like that that might they they i feel like they would have to make up their own band for mm-hmm. the show and it, have it just be like a stand-in for the Backstreet Boys. Oh, speaking or the of Spice music, girls or something, you know. Um, in the show, Maya's dad is a drummer for a Steely Dan cover band. Yes, 
I listened to a podcast interview with these two actresses and in real life, her dad was a drummer for real steely Dan. And she's like, that was just too big and special of a thing to put into this very grounded feeling show. So they changed it to him being the much less impressive drummer in a steely Dan cover. band. (laughs) They're playing at some like roadside motel (laughs) with three people there. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, like I, th- there's, th- there's all sorts of directions I think this show could g- go for season two, mm-hmm. um, or it, it. I feel like it'd be interesting for them to like invite other people on the show too, like other comedians also yeah. like their their age I playing was themselves if, ever, if they'd ever do that get like a transfer student or you know a, a new stu- student mm-hmm. um something like that could be funny or of or if they have like they went to the high school's basketball game or mm-hmm. something and yeah they meet like they meet like uh what's his name john Delaney or whoever it is, uh, John not, Delaney. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't keep up with all these comedians and what they do. You know, <laughs> um, but but yeah, like if if they met like him and someone else, mm-hmm. like Aziz and Zari, are like the two best f- 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 friends from their rival school. I, and, I like. That's something not... something like that i feel like, like would be really funny at least as like an end of the episode joke or like a cold open joke that might be kind of reality breaking to have it be the whole episode but i do love that as a gag that yeah. general concept of bringing in like i mean it, it doesn't even have to be <laughs> long Opposite. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be long. Just the, the idea that in this other school there is also these two, and you know, just just knowing that and having them inter, inter, interact at least once would be enough. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, who knows? So I I have to say this: the episode. Uh-huh. Where they do the fashion show. Yes. And it's the girls kind of like discovering what a thong is and like wearing their first thong. Did you ever watch Degrassi? I have never seen a Degrassi. I don't I don't oh know a God. thing about it. I feel like you would love that show. It, which like everybody knows, so I'm I reduced I, down to zero again. I, I feel like you would love that show, especially since you're like, this is all about the nineties, early t- <laughs> 2000s I would like love to go back and watch a Degrassi for real. Um, there's I've just an, never gotten to it. There's a similar episode on that show that I kind of remember. Uh, there was in episode I think where one of them yes did get a thong for the first mm-hmm. time, and I, I I think it might be the same episode or a different one. I don't really remember because mm-hmm. I I don't uh, I only watched it when there was nothing else on so it's like i c- c- caught like yeah. random things um 
But there was another one that I remember was like one of the ones they advertised heavily because it was supposed to be a real scandalous one. But one of the characters didn't wear underwear at all. She went without (laughs) panties. And it was like, what is she doing? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) like just like immediately when that was the thing and like the that one character bent bent over and you can see that she had the the thong on i was like this is like that episode in degrassi (laughs) i i will confess i have never owned a thong before but this show made me want to buy one i'm like (laughs) is it that good for real i want to try that well, who I knows? Maybe you'll effect. go. Maybe you'll go to the mall and you can get one. <laughs> and then I can walk through a big paper banner. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I in in as we're getting close to wrapping it up, I want to just take a couple minutes and just talk about some of my favorite individual little jokes throughout the show. Go for it. One of my favorites is. In the episode where Anna wants to stop racism. So she puts the sign on Maya's locker that says, I am Japanese. And then she has gotten the theater kids to pretend to make fun of her so that then Anna can step out like, what you are seeing right now is an example of racism and it's bad and don't do what they're doing. Like she's just making them do this like scripted display And one of the theater kids, like, flubs his line and stops and starts over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's supposed to be, like, a grounded, true-to-life, like, we are doing this undercover, we're not supposed to be acting sort of thing. (laughs) Like, he's like, yeah, and you look different. You look different. (laughs) 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 Which, I mean, I... Granted, like, that is such a real thing, though, because I've seen that happen. And it's just like, uh, there you go. It is exactly what that kid would do. Yeah. Was that the. I I don't remember. Was that also the choir kid who held the note out a little bit too too long and thought he was hot shit? (laughs) No. Because that was also a really funny moment for me. I was never in choir. I joined band for like a year because I wanted to play the the drums, but I hated it because they were like, Uh you need to learn bells. And I was like, that's not what I signed up for. (laughs) (laughs) I look Um, like like a hunchback to you? No bells. But but like um, there was that one choir kid where they all hold the the, 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 the the note out and then stop and and then he goes on some like ah, and he's like yeah <laughs> just like you idiot no one likes you <laughs> i did do theater when i was in middle school there were some hams i was probably one of them but like I can understand, like the whole thing of like them fighting for the solo, and the the one girl was just like super pit. Like that makes sense. Like I liked that when she just has this. I hate this. I hate her. Mm-hmm. You know, like I sh- I yes. should have been the one. Like that yes. that 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 is funny in the sense of like I've seen that happen. Whereas the kid holding the note out was just like. Okay, that's just a funny like yes. g- 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 gag. Sure, there were 
kids kind of like that but this seems more like a caricature of Mm -hmm. that that kid you know Mm -hmm. uh did you have any other like visual gags i I have one what's one of your favorites the school dance yeah when uh i forget his name the boyfriend uh to Anna. Oh, uh, Brendan? Yeah, when he walks in and he has the like spiked choker <laughs> on and the like emo hair just <laughs> out of nowhere. Yes. Uh, just like uh, didn't even mention that he liked that kind of music. No. It's not even like he dresses e- e- emo just for that dance specifically. Yes. He just like walks this. in with eyeshadow and eyeliner and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, sure (laughs) there you go you look special (laughs) that kid was so entertaining every time he showed up oh i also really like the episode where they find a cigarette and they go out to like a convenience store to buy a lighter and they don't they think you buy multiple lighters they're like we'll take four lighters however many normal people buy so what's that four Two? We'll just take two. <laughs> Anna feels like such an adult that she turns around to like an eight-year-old and she's like, you're here with your mom? I'm not. <laughs> that one's really funny. Because <laughs> like, that was a, jo- a jo- joke that I almost couldn't tell if it was actually happening mm, or, yeah. or not. Because, yeah, she says that, but... Like would 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 the mom who's standing right there just be like, like let that happen? Like wouldn't she say something like, "What the hell are you even even doing? Yeah. Like why why are you talking to my son? <laughs> you know, <laughs> who happens to be like ten years younger than you? <laughs> you know." <laughs> I would love to see a babysitting episode because that was another thing I did yeah. when I was thirteen. I just want a season two that's like all the other stuff I did when I was thirteen that we didn't get to see already. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, or 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 an episode where one of them stays home sick, and mm. like what they do. Well, oh when, yeah, when it's like, I mean, yeah, I have a cold, but I can spend all day like playing video games or watching movies or you know playing in my room. So what do they do when they're like sick, home alone? You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> that that would be really funny as well. But yeah, I I I, I think when uh. What's his name? Walks in. He's emo. It was one of the best moments. <laughs> I also like in that episode, this is just like in the background. You hear the school announcement say, the rules for the dance are nothing short, nothing tight. We're going to dance till the oh, morning light. Yeah. <laughs> nothing short, nothing tight. But then at the dance, they were like, okay, this is our last song for you to get freaky. Get your grind on, kids. And I was like, oh, God, they are like 13. I don't remember that happening when I was 13. They, Where were the chaperones at that moment? Where were any of them? Where was that chaperones with the With the flash lights. But I don't... Two inches! Two inches! Oh, <laughs> for the Lord! Yeah. <laughs> that would be fantastic. You mentioned the j- janitor. Mm-hmm. Did, 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 did you happen to like the character of the janitor? I what did. are your thoughts? 
I liked her a lot. I, I talked earlier about how, like, the one other teacher we usually see and the principal, like, just feel kind of tired. Like, they're just done dealing with these kids. Like, they're there to help them. But, like, please be quiet. Sit down. Don't make a big deal out of it. The janitor really felt, like, on all the kids' sides, really sweet, there to help them out, very gentle. She only shows up, like, three times, but she's great. Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. It's not the exact kind of janitor I had in exactly, elementary school, yeah. but it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I I remember our j- <laughs> j- j- janitor's name was Mr. Rice, and uh, he he was pretty co- cool most of the time, but he was scary when he like was like you get over there like he was like oh okay we're we didn't do anything (laughs) but yeah for the most part he was nice and he would joke around with you and stuff like that because he did all of the janitorial stuff he was also kind of security Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. facilities manager stuff like that um but yeah it was that was a good character I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like all the supporting characters. I like their parents a lot. Anna's dad is so sweet. Like I love that they in the episode where they go out to buy the lighters, they're like, oh, we're just we're just going for a walk, Dad. And he's like, Okay, do you guys want any money? And he just hands them some <laughs> money. Like, I forgot what I I I you normally had to work harder for it than that, but I do remember and miss the feeling of your dad just giving you $20 and it's like now the world is mine that's that's a weird thing today because I'm sure that happens very differently Mm. than it does instead of him like pulling out cash like I wonder if they're just like all right I Venmoed you 20 bucks (laughs) like there is no like handing you this physical like here is oh, the money that up. you can spend, you know, and then and then, and then yeah, it's like, well, do we get the two lighters and some soda and some chips, or do we spend it at the arcade, or mm-hmm. do we go to the comic book store? What do we do? You know, we have yeah. twenty dollars that we have to spend. We need to make the most of this. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, all right, I've been mowed you twenty bucks. Have fun. It it can still be the like, all right, how do we spend this? But still, mm-hmm. you know just like i don't know yeah yeah like when you get it digitally it just sort of becomes like a big amorphous pile of numbers but when somebody holds hands you 20 dollars, it's like this is my ticket this is a token what do i trade this in for yeah (sighs) it's exciting to be young there is sure is (laughs) Um, because everything's so big and it hasn't lost any charm yet. And I tried, I try to retain that charm now as an adult. Every time I go to the mall, I'm like, I get to go to the mall by myself. I can buy whatever I want. Do I want a Cinnabon? I'm getting me a Cinnabon with my own money. I try to live the way 13 year old Melissa would want adult Melissa to live. There you go. I think that's a good thing (laughs) to live by. (laughs) Um, I think that's kind of about it. Yeah. Everything we have to say for uh, Pen15. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that show mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Melissa, what would you recommend to other people uh, uh. if they liked th- this show? What should they check out? 
This reminded me a lot of Wet Hot American Summer, which you and mm-hmm. I watched for the podcast last year. That's a lot more of a straight up comedy. It's very weird and silly and absurd. Uh, but it also features like adult actors playing like 16, 17 year old camp counselors yeah. amid like real kids. And so and the real kids in that are also hysterical. That's one of my favorite movies. It's really funny. It's got less heart to it. It's more gag-filled. But if you like this, definitely check out Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. I'm trying to th- see where what episode uh, it was that we did that. I just oh, see dang. what number it is. This is like last August. Um, Let's see. There is Wet Hot American Summer was episode 19 of the review show. We were babies. We were little babies. We were little babies. Cool. So, yeah, if you guys wanted to go check Mm -hmm. that out, we have an episode on Wet Hot American Summer. Um, I mentioned Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. I mentioned Degrassi. Um... You know, I've never actually seen Buffy, but I feel like oh. Buffy would fit in with that too. It has the, yeah. the like '90s styles. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, if you just want to look at more things that look like that this, you could 90s, watch Buffy. Yeah. Um, I guess we also mentioned uh, Big Mouth, mm-hmm. which is a similar, similar type of show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Mouth is animated. It's a Netflix show, but it's about these like middle schoolers, high schoolers, g- growing up and discovering puberty and sex and porn and drugs and all sorts of good stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I would recommend. Go check that stuff out. Sounds good, Melissa. Um, let's see. I am pulling up my notes here to yes, do the pitches pitch time. for this next week. K- keep in mind that this next week we will not be live streaming um, this the episode out to the public, um, but instead we will be doing a private live stream for our Patreon uh, sponsors, supporters who are at the $1 or above level. Just one. Less than the cost of four lighters. Uh, exactly. Patreon.com slash the whatnots. So for this week, I mm. wanted to bring back uh, some pitches that I've pitched in the past. Oh. Got turned down. Oh, it's a flashback week. Okay. Kind of, yeah. So the first one that I wanted to do was Batman White Knight. Mm. This is a graphic novel uh, by... Sean Murphy. Uh, mm-hmm. Who does the art on this? That's what I want to know. Doom, Batman, White Knight, Wikipedia. Help me out. Maybe he does all of it. Yeah, written and drawn by Sean oh. Murphy with Todd Klein on the letter, on the le- letters, and Matt Hollingsworth on the colors. Anyways, this is a graphic novel. Uh, Kind of putting Batman in a modern day time in the sense that cell phones exist. And when anything happens, people are taking pictures or videos Mm -hmm. of this stuff. So uh, there's an incident where Batman 
um, meets the j -j Joker and beats him up in public. And people are right there filming it with their cell phones and such. And Batman is a very brutal uh, character. Mm -hmm. So this video of him beating the j Joker to a pulp goes viral. And it does not look g good for Batman because that, that doesn't really look good. Maybe, maybe we should actually do something legally about Batman. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should finally be like, hey, Batman, it's not cool to... <laughs> this stuff um and joker ends up going in a coma and when mm -hmm. he eventually wakes up he has the bright idea to instead of becoming the dark knight becoming the white knight and so he wants mm. to kind of save gotham in a different way and it's by turning the tables on batman a little bit and finally being like hey we need to stop batman batman's the real bad guy here so that's Batman White Knight. I believe it's only like eight issues total. Mm-hmm. But I think okay. that would be a fun one. Fun one to read. I've heard good things. Nice. Um, next thing that I want to do, pitch number two, uh, is Ruby. Mm. Ruby seasons one and two. Um, this is an animated show by Rooster Teeth. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a big fan of the Rooster Teeth podcast and a few of their uh, other stuff, but I've not dived into Ruby yet. Uh, I've heard about it. I've seen it. I think it, it might be on Netflix. I know it used to be, uh, but I know it's also on Crunchyroll. Um, but seasons one and two, the episodes are usually fairly short. Uh, but this is, let me read the little Wikipedia thing here is an anime-influenced web series and media franchise created by Monty Ohm for Rooster Teeth. The show is set in the fictional world of Remnant, where young people tra train to become warriors called Huntsmen and Huntresses mm -hmm. to protect their world from monsters called the Grim. The name Ruby is derived f f from the four main characters' forenames. Ruby, Weiss, Blake, and Yang, as well as their associated themed colors, red, white, black, and yellow. Mm -hmm. Ruby. Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's the blah, 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 blah that's really selling me, Kyle. There you go. Well, in that <laughs> case, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, so it, it seems like there's um, an interesting animation style, yeah. uh, a lot of action. Uh, it seems to be kind of a female-centric action show. I've wanted to get into this for a while, um, and one of the things that really sold me on, like, okay, I need to put this on my list, uh, is that when the creator... Monty was making the map of the like the world that they live in. I saw an interview where he was like, basically, I just took a napkin, put some mustard on the napkin, smashed it all together, and opened it up, and the like, the shape that it made was the land mass. 
that, that, that we neat. used. And just like as a creative person, I'm like, that's amazing. It's so simple and it's so like you wouldn't think of that or it's so i mean you might even say that's really dumb but it it works so well I'm like oh that's perfect um so i how many episodes I, is this uh let me see list of episodes come on wikipedia so season one has 16 episodes and season two has 12 um, but a lot of these episodes are very short. Uh, some are only like six minutes long, four minutes oh, long. Huh. Some of them are ten minutes long. Okay. So huh. seasons one and two combined equal about five hours worth of content. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it's like watching two or three movies, basically. Two and a half maybe there you go so ruby seasons one and two i believe you can find that all on crunchyroll and it might be on netflix too yeah, i remember see, seeing it on there at one point but i don't mm -hmm. remember if it's still on there yeah um oh goodness let's see here where is I need to find. Mm hmm. Maybe it was on. Oh, it was on that computer. Okay. I had. I had Why now, is this so complicated? I'm blanking on what my third um, <sighs> pitch was. And I was. I, I told myself, I was like, I don't need to write it down. It's fine. I'll, I'll I'll remember it. I've got oh, I've got a secret hope. I've got something you pitched to me in the past that I didn't pick that I've like regretted for months. Like I like the thing we did end up covering that week, but I also wish we could have covered that. It was I. So what I did is I went back on episodes on our YouTube mm -hmm. page and went to all the odd number ones which is the ones that is a yes. pick that you do and i'm the one that mm -hmm. hedges them at the end of that uh and i think it was uh, what did i it was on it was the last <laughs> if you don't have it i'm gonna pitch a third thing for you give me no it was a oh it was on Comixology Unlimited. That's right. <laughs> that's that's right. Because I'm being an idiot right now. Um, pitch number three. Oh, this finally. is not the one that I, I I think you are hoping that I. It it, it is not. <laughs> um, I I wanted to read Spencer and Locke. Oh yes. This this is a comic book. It's a four issue graphic novel mm -hmm. with a strange and intriguing uh concept it's a crime noir story mm -hmm. uh about a detective and his p p partner but his partner is this tiger in a trench coat yes because uh this is like a grown-up version of calvin and hobbes yes and it's like what if 
Calvin and Hobbes grew up to be like hard-boiled crime detectives and I really like that like I, yeah. I like the idea and I have heard okay things but I don't know anything about it um so I I would like to check it out and see yeah. what what this is about cuz it has such a good concept yeah like, let's take something you know and love age it up and like do a whole new spin mm-hmm. on this thing now, obviously they can't use the exact same mm-hmm. name so he picked two different philosophers mm-hmm. went with spencer and Locke. oh so, there you go that's my third pitch pitch number one was batman white knight Pitch number two was Ruby, seasons <laughs> one through two. And pitch number three was Spencer and Locke, volume one. I'm going to, uh, for the record, the thing you pitched months and months ago that I didn't pick, but I kind of wish you would pull back into the rotation again, is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, okay. I think you pitched, I think what we ended up doing that week was FLCL because the second season was about to come out. So I'm like, I'll pick that gotcha. one because it's timely. But like, oh, I've been thinking about that movie like ever since then. I'm like, He's got a point. I really could watch Oh Brother, Where Art Thou again. <laughs> but what I am picking out of these is Spencer and Locke because okay. it is downloaded to this shared Comixology Unlimited account that we use for the show. Mm-hmm. And I keep seeing it in there in like the my books list. And I'm like, I, I do want to see what the heck I, this thing is. I, I, I started it and like I read mm-hmm. like the first page and then I got distracted. And so it's up there in the like... <laughs> Hey, you're still reading One this. Page. I, I the first like couple pages. I don't know, but yeah, it's like prominently like mm-hmm. up there as like, hey, remember you're reading this. <laughs> don't forget. Mm-hmm. So L- I, let's I finish it off then. Let's come back to it. it. Yeah, I do want to know what in the world this story is because the other ones I can kind of see where they might end up. I don't know. I don't know about this one. This one's yeah. a wild card. It is. I think that's a good way to describe it. So mm-hmm. Spencer and Locke, which, oops, uh, let me pull up a little bit more information so I can, uh, let's see here. Spencer and Locke, where'd you go? There you are. Book details. Uh, so Spencer and Locke is written by David Papoose with art by Jorge Santiago Jr. Okay. There we go. Sweet. Or I guess it's not a tiger. It's a panther. It's a little bit different, but still the same kind of concept. And so there's that mystery of like, is he real? Is he not? Can other people see him? Who knows? Um, But yeah, that seems fun. That's what we'll do for this next week. Spencer and Locke. It's on Comixology Unlimited. If you have a subscription to that, you can read it on there. Uh, go check it out. Go support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the whatnots for a buck. And you can get our live stream, uh, for that next Sunday at noon. Uh, this episode's coming out on a Wednesday. Yeah. If you want to get it early again, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can get all the cool stuff. Melissa, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. 
And I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to get updates for our show, it's at The Whatnots on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We will keep you posted with all the latest things we're up to when we're going live, what we're doing here, what we're doing there. Um, mentioned all the Patreon stuff. We have a new... Well, c- 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 coming up, we will have yes. a new exclusive episode of the review of the review show uh for patreon subscribers at the three dollar tier or higher Um, and and that's gonna be on some batman beyond episodes yeah if you were disappointed we didn't pick white knight this week we are going to be talking about three episodes of batman beyond and one episode of justice league unlimited that all are kind of consist of one arc together which That's I'm interested to see how that plays out because I, I am not familiar with the episodes you pitched to me. Yeah, I'm trying to condense the story of Batman Beyond into like one consumable thing. That's so, nice. There Good. you go. Okay. Uh, but that being said, that be on the lookout for that in the next couple weeks. Uh, that should be up. I think we're going to try and record that sometime in about a week from now. Uh, but we'll see. We'll ha- we have some planning to do um that being said this has been episode 51 of the whatnots review show we will see you guys next week Uh, 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 adios guys bye bye